0: Well today we're gonna begin a brand new sermon series. This series is gonna last for eight weeks. It will carry us through the autumn season. But what I'm gonna share with you over the next few weeks is gonna be far greater than just a sermon series. I wanna share with you something that God laid on my heart back in October 2017. And over the past few years I've been writing this, I've been putting this together with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I really believe as I've been praying and waiting on God and after last week, after sharing vision with us, the vision of our church, the mission and the values of our church, I believe that now is the time to bring this to us as a church. As we're coming out of the pandemic, as we're entering into a new season, entering into the new normal, I believe that God wants to do something great within our church. I believe that God wants to see growth within his church. I believe that God is going to bring about growth and God Has given me and laid on my heart a tool for us to see spiritual growth within our church and within your life. I believe that if you lean into this series over the next eight weeks, if you lean into these messages, I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I believe He'll encourage you and I believe it'll be a game changer for you in your walk with the Lord. And so in the next few moments, I'm going to unpack. What God has laid on my heart. And the title of this new sermon series, but this tool in which we're going to be implementing as a church in the years to come is called Gateway Next Steps. I'm going to be giving an overview today of what Gateway Next Steps is. And over the next eight weeks, I'm going to unpack each of the next steps. But today I want to give you, I want to share with you what Gateway Next Steps are and why. Uh, why I want to bring this to us as a church in this season, what God is going to do through Gateway Next Steps, so I'm going to unpack that for us. You know, over the past year, I've been going through the Bible in a year again. I do this every year. I love reading God's Word. It is alive. It is active. God speaks through His Word, and God reveals Jesus to us through His Word. And I absolutely love reading the Bible. And I've been going through the Bible in a year once again in my private devotions and. I've thoroughly enjoyed this year going through the Gospels. You know, I've read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the first four books of the New Testament. I love reading them. But in particular this past year, God has really been speaking to me through the Gospels. And I've been taking a deeper dive. I've been studying far greater the Gospels this year. And in particular, I've been looking at the life and ministry of Jesus. I wanted to see how Jesus lived during his time here on earth. I wanted to look closely at the way he ministered and how he carried out the will of his father. Over the last few weeks in particular, I've been examining and studying what Jesus calls people to. I've been looking at Jesus' invitation to humanity. And something quite interesting has rose to the surface as I've studied this and looked at this. Now, some of us might presume and assume that Jesus calls humanity he calls he called the people around him at that time and he calls you and me to be saved maybe we think that was what jesus ultimately called people to is to know him as the lord and savior and yes that was why jesus came to seek and save the lost he came to die for humanity on the cross he came to save us from our sins and reconcile us with our heavenly father reconcile us to god So we might think that Jesus, that is what he was inviting people to during his time here on earth. But actually, that wasn't what he was primarily inviting people to. We might presume that Jesus was inviting people to go to heaven. But, you know, that is just a byproduct of us surrendering our lives to Jesus. You know, that is the incredible gift that God has given us when we surrender our lives to him, is that we have the hope of eternal life, that we'll spend eternity with him in heaven. But, you know, that's, what Je- that's not what Jesus was inviting people to ultimately, even though all of those, salvation and eternal life, is part of it. But as I began to closely look at Jesus' life, and his ministry. Jesus gave one invitation over and over again. He makes one primary invitation to the people who were living 2,000 years ago and it's an invitation that he continues to give to you and me today, to the whosoever would accept this invitation. You might be wondering what is that invitation? What's the invitation that Jesus is extending to you and me? Well, that invitation is, in Jesus' words, follow me. That's what Jesus said over and over again to the different people that he encountered during his time here on earth. He would say to people, follow me. He didn't say, you know, make a, you know, if you make a decision to follow me, he didn't say get saved, he didn't say go to heaven, or he didn't even say to go to church, even though they're all part of it. But 27 times in the Gospels, Jesus invites people to follow him, not to get saved, not to go to church, not to get, go to heaven, but to follow him. That's what he invites people to do. And you know, in Jesus' day and in his culture, this would have been no surprise. The Bible tells us that one of the names for Jesus was Rabbi. His disciples, his followers called him Rabbi. Jesus was a Jewish rabbi or religious teacher, and that's what rabbis did. Jesus, uh, these rabbis would seek out disciples, they sought disciples. Now you might be wondering, what is a disciple? You might have heard of the 12 disciples before, maybe in an assembly, maybe in Sunday school, in church. You've heard of the 12 disciples, but maybe you're not sure of what a disciple is. And I believe it's important for us to know at the beginning of this series what a disciple is. A simple definition of a disciple is a learner or a follower. A disciple is someone who adheres to the teachings of another. It refers to somebody who takes up the ways of someone else. Now, in our time, in our generation, a disciple, we could call them an apprentice. There are some people within our congregation. My brother, he's doing an apprenticeship. And, you know, there are people today, apprenticeships are very popular right now for young people and young adults as they enter into the working world. You know, we'd call a disciple today an apprentice. In Jesus's culture, and a rabbi would call these disciples, these people who would follow to follow them. In Jesus, in the time of Jesus, in his culture, rabbis went around everywhere and they would go around, these religious teachers go around inviting people to follow them. They would invite people to follow them on the journey, this incredible journey of learning from the rabbi learning from the rabbi, of following the rabbi wherever he went, doing the things that the rabbi would do. And eventually, the ultimate goal for the disciples was to be like the rabbi. The disciple, though that person who would follow that rabbi, give up everything to follow that religious teacher, would end up at the end acting like the rabbi, sounding like their rabbi, their teacher, and behaving like their rabbi. You know, that's what Jesus did as well. He was known as a rabbi, but he's much more than that. He is the great teacher. And we read in the gospel how Jesus continually invited people to be his disciples and to follow after him. We see it time and time again in the gospels. And I just want to share with you a few occasions where Jesus called to himself people to follow him, to be his disciples Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 20, it says this. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come and follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Luke chapter 5 verse 27 says this, Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi or Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. John chapter 1 verse 43 says, The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. You know, this was the invitation from Jesus He went around, he saw different people and his invitation to these people wasn't to get saved or go to church even though that was part of his mission and why he came. But what he called these people to do, the invitation he extended to them was to follow him. And Jesus says this is what was required for all those who would follow him. Matthew 16 verse 24 to 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. You know, as you read through the Gospels, Jesus, we could see that Jesus was pretty clear in his mission. He wasn't trying to trick anybody or coax anybody or deceive anybody about what he was trying to do. It was very clear what Jesus was calling people to do. He was calling people to put their faith and trust in him, to believe that he was who he says he was, that he was the son of God. And he called these people to surrender all and follow him. He was calling these people not to follow him and to learn from him and live for him. And you know what's incredible? Is that his invitation didn't stop or didn't end after his death on the cross, after his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. Actually, it confirmed that he was who he says he was. His death, his resurrection confirmed that he was actually who he said he was. He was the son of God. He is the son of God, the Messiah, the saviour of the world, God in the flesh. And it strengthened his mission. And the Bible tells us that after Jesus ascended into heaven, that his mission didn't stop. But actually, the Bible says that he passed on his mission to create disciples and to make disciples to his disciples. That's who he passed the mission on to, his followers. He called his disciples to be disciple makers. We read about this in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. After Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus gave his disciples his authority. He filled them with his spirit. He gave them this incredible plan, this guide, this map, to teach others how to be followers of Jesus, to go on this journey of becoming disciples. And he promised them, that he was never gonna leave them, never gonna forsake them, that his spirit was gonna be with them always to the end of the age. And did you know that this mission is still Jesus's mission today? This is Jesus's mission today. That's the mission and the ultimate goal of this church and of the church, capital C Church. That's God's mission for his church. It is to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that he died on the cross, for our sin and that he rose again. For all who would put their trust in him, they could be forgiven of their sin and go to heaven one day, receive eternal life. But his ultimate mission is to make disciples. He extends that invitation of salvation today to the whosoever. And his mission is and his call for us as the church's followers is to extend that invitation, but also then to raise up disciples and make disciples. Jesus' mission is to preach the gospel and to make disciples. You know, God's heart isn't for us, for you and me, just to surrender our lives to him and just to remain as converts, just to remain as Christians. You know, it's so sad to see many people just come along to church. They they call themselves Christians. They are Christians. They've surrendered their lives to Jesus. But that's it. That's where it stops for them. They've made the decision. They're in through the door, so to speak. And that is it. But that's not God's will for each and every one of us. God doesn't just want us to be Christians, Sunday Christians, but God wants us to be disciples. God's heart for every Christian is to become a disciple and then to make disciples as well. God's heart and his will for us is to grow in our knowledge and our love of him. He wants us as his church to grow together in unity with other followers he wants us then to grow outwardly and extend and spread the good news of His salvation to those around us, and He wants us to grow in number, more and more to multiply. Not just He doesn't want addition in His church; He wants multiple, multiplication. You know, Jesus came to make us not disciples, not just to save us from our sins, but for us to grow in our relationship with Him. I'm so glad that Christianity it isn't a religion. It's a relationship. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but it's a relationship. Following after Jesus, discovering who he is, following his ways, becoming more and more like him through the help of his Holy Spirit, through his word, becoming like him, and then also making disciples. And I'm so glad that he's extended this invitation to the whosoever. It's not just for a select group of people. But he's extending this invitation to all who would accept him as Lord and Saviour and surrender their lives to him. John 3, 16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You know, discipleship is God's mission. And it's the reason why we gather together as a church. It's the reason why we serve as a church. That's the ultimate goal of God's church is to make disciples and this is where Gateway Next Steps comes in. Gateway Next Steps is more than a series as I said. Gateway Next Steps is a clear discipleship pathway and framework for us as a church to help each and every member, each and every person grow and become all who God has created you to be. This is a pathway, it's a framework for you to grow, for each and every person to grow within our church. That is God's will for our lives, to grow in him, grow in Jesus. He wants us not just to be Christians, he wants us to be disciples, to learn about him, to live out what he's teaching us and what he's doing in our lives, and then to give that out to others as well, to pass that on. God is calling us to make disciples as a church, and this tool, this framework is gonna help us In doing that, it's going to help us realize that true Christians are disciples and followers of Jesus. And that's why I pray for every person who walks through our doors as a church, is that we wouldn't be a church just of Sunday Christians, people attending. But we'd be a church of disciples, people who are growing in their relationship with God, following Jesus. And, you know, to be a follower of Jesus means that we are taking steps every day on this journey of faith to grow It means to take tangible steps to learn from Jesus. It means to take tangible steps to live for Jesus. It means to take tangible steps to help others in this journey also. And so, with the help and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we have created Gateway Next Steps. And this is for every single person who's in our church right now and who will ever come to our church. This is for you. If you feel that if you were a part of our church and you're going to come to our church, then this is for you as well. Wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, know that there's always a next step. There's always a step for you to take to continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Don't think that salvation is the end and that's it. But that is actually just the start of what God is going to do. your life and maybe you're watching this today and you know exactly what your next step is to grow in god you know what god is calling you to do or maybe watching this today and you're unsure what that next step step is wherever you are we as a church want to help you grow and to take that next step we want to help you find and take your next step so you might be wondering what are these next steps what's this framework what is this tool what are each of the next steps that we are providing for you to grow in your relationship with God and as you follow Jesus. Well, the next steps are, they're gonna be on the screen right now. The first next step is for all those who are exploring Christianity. Another next step is new Christians. Then we've got a next step for those who wanna be baptized. We've got a next step for those who wanna commit themselves to this church for partnership. There is a next step for those who wanna begin to volunteer in church if you've become a partner. And then there's another next step, which is leadership. These are gateway next steps. And over the next seven weeks, I'm going to unpack each one of these next steps and how we're going to help you in each of these areas. And so I want to encourage you to join us over these next seven weeks. But, you know, as we come to a conclusion of this message today, you know, I want you to know, I believe God wants us to know that following Jesus isn't just a one-time decision that we make. But actually, it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong commitment. It's a journey. It's a process. As Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 reminds us, Philippians 1 verse 6 says this, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. You know, this spiritual apprenticeship, this discipleship journey is all a work of God. It starts with him and it ends with him. And God wants to work in and through us. God wants to mold us to become his followers. God doesn't want us just to be Christians. He wants us to be disciples. And we as a church, we want to do all we can to see disciples made. This is what God is calling us to do as a church, to love God, to love people and make disciples. That is our mission as a church. And God is calling us, I believe. He's calling you. He's calling me today. To stop living our lives any way that we want. To stop following our own way and the things of this world. But I believe the call of God to you today, to me today, is to follow him. Jesus says to you today, follow me. That's what Jesus is saying to us. And as we do, as we accept the call of God, as we die to ourselves, take up our cross, die to ourselves, and surrender our lives to Jesus, he'll change us he'll mold us, he'll transform us from the inside out, he'll work in and through us and he'll mold us to be into the people that he wants us to be. He's going to use us and work in and through us and then we can look back and say God you did that. We can give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for what he has done within our lives and so over the next seven weeks We're going to be looking at each of these next steps in the Gateway Next Steps. We're going to look at exploring Christianity. We're going to look at new Christians, baptism, partnership, volunteer leadership, what these mean, what stage you're at, and we want to help you take that next step. And I want to encourage you at the end of this message, this opening message in this series today, I want to encourage you to think about what your next step is and to pray about your next step. Ask God to reveal to you what your next step is. Maybe it is to begin exploring Christianity. Maybe you have surrendered your life to Jesus, but you wanna know what your next step is. Maybe it's partnership. Maybe it is baptism, volunteering, leadership. I wanna encourage you to pray about what your next step is and also pray and ask God to give you the courage to take that next step as well. I believe that God is gonna do great and mighty things through this framework and I believe that we'll see this church built up and we'll see the promise of God for this church and for your life come to pass. We've got a glorious past but we're going to have an even more glorious future. God is going to raise up disciples in this church and it's all for the glory and honour of his name. Amen.